0: about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. co Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hey, Kelly, what's going on? Hey. Hey, Lynn, how are you? I, I'm really excited to have you here today. Let me just tell you. Okay, that ma- always makes me nervous. We're not going <laughs> to talk about the D thing, are we? Well, no downsizing? No, 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 no. Uh, this okay. You don't even have to talk about downsizing. Although that is an interesting comment, Lynn, because maybe at the end of all of this, we'll want to add something to this, and that might be okay. the last one. That's no, okay. I am excited because as I think I confessed when we were talking about the Enneagram, I love yeah. taking quizzes. Quizzes are super fun. Um and they make uh make a decision in some ways like it's a game it's fun to figure out. Yeah. You well, it's like that.
1: our eco village quiz, right? We took the yeah, eco village, yeah, yeah, and you just went really went to town
0: on that. So Okay. Well, so here's my newest quiz. And this is what I've seen floating around on the internet, but the I wanted to go through the structure of it because this one is is co-housing right for you? And so you can find out by like taking this, you know, questionnaire. I don't know if there's like a minimum number that you need to get right for causing Mm -hmm. to be right for you. Should they all be right Mm. or should some? I don't know. It's not really like a scientific quiz, it's more of like a 17 magazine quiz. But I thought we'd take it and see because it has some interesting elements to it. Okay. Are you ready, Lynn? You have a I am ready.
1: I love this. I'm wondering why the heck we're doing this after we'd nearly sold out all our units instead of you know, two years ago, but whatever. <laughs> Plus
0: you and I are like fully in, like it would be yeah. awkward by now. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Isn't We really-?
1: should share this with our members and say, if you're thinking about, you know, if you think it's maybe not working out for you, this might be why. Okay, sure. let's get going because I know you've okay. got a lot of questions here.
0: Okay. Yes. I think there are like 10. So number one is time commitment. Co-housing takes time. So it's Ooh. all... Things that you like about co housing, but are you willing to spend the time that it takes to make those things happen? Mm -hmm. Great question. As you are here recording a podcast about co housing. So I think probably yes, check, check. You are. But you know,
1: I think this is a great question because um, we did have one person sign up as an explorer. And after a couple of weeks, she said, you know what? I just don't have time for this. Yeah, and she yep. said, "I love the idea. I love everything you're doing." But she was a—you could tell she's very efficient and very intentional in the way she managed her time, her professional personal work-life balance. I so respected her decision on that. And um, one of the things that I do with people when I'm talking to them cold, I always tell them there's four things you got to get over before I'm even going to continue this conversation. And one of the four is time. So. You know, are you willing to, and it's really related to work. Are you willing to work kind of self-manage? So I love this question. Number one, time commitment check.
0: What's number two? The other thing though, Lynn, about the time thing is that I think that there are different times for different levels of commitment because I know I've talked about this before that when my husband was in school and we had young kids, um, he just didn't have the time that he Mm. has had at other times in life. So maybe it just needs to be, a broader question you know of mm. if you, will you ever find the time will you ever make this a priority is that going to be important to you but definitely for a forming community do you have yeah, yeah yeah it's a no go right yeah. yeah okay number two financial commitment um do you want to buy a home in a co-housing community community are you do you want to do that especially if that means you know throwing your lot in with other people on um, community expenses and taking a risk with other people when you're first building the mm. community, you know, are you willing to make that financial commitment with other people? Um, I think that's a really good one. I well, like that one. and and
1: also, I mean, just let's get right down to the brass tacks on this. In today's world, in the U.S. housing market, where people talk price per square foot, yeah. you are going to be paying more.
0: Yep. Because intentionally your square foot is smaller, yep. it's smaller,
1: which contributes so to the problem your
0: life. Yeah, exactly. But it also you are purchasing a portion,
1: um, is what they call an undivided share, equal share of the common shared spaces. And the common house is a big space in our project, so you gotta be you gotta be game for that. You know?
0: Yeah, so. definitely. Okay. Okay. Check, and actually, that's number. That's number two. That's number number two two. on my four items. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Is is number three meals because that's the next question on this. No, it's not. Number number three meals. It comes with the
1: others.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But see, I think this meal, the meals question, like, are you uh, do you are you do you want to eat meals with other people? I think you could change that for anything. Like, are you willing to garden with other people? Are you willing to parent with other, you know, other people? Are you willing to Car share with other people. Are you right, willing to? Right. Are you willing to open up aspects of your life to regular contact with your neighbors right. or not? Like I sure think participation. But honestly,
1: I do like meals, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> now that we have thirty out of the thirty-three households on board, everybody's about meals. So if yeah. you're now not about meals, you would feel kind of left out. And like there's yeah. a lot, a lot of relationship building will go on in our future fantasy world that we're moving into. Yeah. And I know meals is because it's already a big part. Anytime we yeah. do anything, people turn up with food in our group. So good it's a More great question. Yes, yeah, good food. They're not just buying Doritos and, and you know salsa at the at the grocery store. They are they're turning up some amazing food. So yes. okay.
0: I love meals. We like the, that one. All right. I love it. The yeah. next one applies to ours, but would not apply to all co-housing, but it's multi-generational. Yeah. Are you Willing to live in a multi-generational environment. And that one, I don't know that people even really know what they're agreeing to when they agree to that, honestly, because when we were planning our retreat, the question was, okay, well, what are the kids going to do during the retreat? And definitely there were some people who were like, uh, I I, I don't know, like I was signing up to help figure out what the adults were going to do. I didn't even think that of that. And so I think that to have that commitment that, okay, I'm willing to think in a multi-generational environment or on the flip side, you know, I'm not only going to plan things that are attractive to parents with young kids, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm also going to plan things that are going to be attractive to seniors who don't always want to have, you know, kids around all the time. Like Mm -hmm. it works, it works always. Okay. So check, check, you're in on the multi-gen
1: check, check. And again, you know what I had again, I had a conversation with a couple in Austin not that long ago. And the guy said to me, oh, no, no, no. We're only interested in senior. And I'm like,
0: okay, vaya con Dios, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will find their people (laughs) and they'll be happier for it because they know that. So it's important, yeah. Okay, balance of privacy and community. Mm -hmm. So are you willing to not have a 100% privacy all Uh. the time? And are you also on the flip side, not willing to live a hundred percent in community all the time? And this, this, I always think of that communities magazine because they cover so many different types of Mm. community, you know, like there's some communities where people eat every meal together and Mm -hmm. where they share all of their income and, you know, do that. So I think that's what this one is getting at. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. It's, I wonder if it's not so much kind of a yes no is a more of a think about where your balance is and consider the type of community you're entering into does it lean more is the 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 teeter-totter swinging more one way or the other yeah Um, because I think that and that probably will depend as well on how busy people's professional lives are outside of the community because if you're simply not there
0: yeah. Or where they land, you know, it's funny when I think about that, um, in causing, Oh, uh, Hey, where are you headed? Is a totally acceptable question. Mm. You know what I mean? Like somebody has got their car keys and they're walking out and you say, like, Hey, where are you headed? I'm mm. just asking, like, I acknowledge you, you're there. Hello. You know, not for nothing, but some people kind of are like, okay, well that was weird. Like, why does she need to know where I'm going? Like, yeah. what is that? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if, if I said that in my neighborhood, now people will be like, does she need a ride? Like, what's happening? You know what I mean?
1: That would be very weird. Yes. Mm, I like yeah. that. That's great, Kelly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's mm. it. Like, are you well, are you the balance for you is, you know, I'm I'm okay with mm. people saying, like, oh hey, where are you headed? Like I, yeah. I noticed you going somewhere, versus don't notice yeah. me going anywhere. Don't acknowledge that I'm out here. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So next one, design for children and connection. Mm-hmm. Um, this one in Houston is the rain walk question. Are you willing to walk from your you know, vehicle to your home in possibly torrential downpour for 10 feet or 20 feet? Because every other day you're going to get to see mm-hmm. your neighbors and you're going to get to connect with mm-hmm. people. Are you willing to do that? Or Mm -hmm. are you not willing to do that and you need to have your garage attached to your home?
1: You know, a thought just occurred to me on this. We talk about this endlessly when people first see our design. And I think about the offices that I've worked in in Houston, especially one of them that had like 4,000 employees. And we all had to walk at least 200 yards Outdoors, no covered parking in whatever weather God blessed us with that day, whether it was up to our ankles in water, torrential downpour, or 110 degrees or some nasty freeze that surprised everybody during the day. You remember those? Yes. Um, you go to work and it's 80 degrees and you come out and it's frosted. So, and these people are the ones that make the biggest noise about having the garage. So I'm like, <laughs> what? You know. So I I think that it's just kind of, to me, what this is about is this, this kind of, again, back to the standard formula and this expectation around what people think your own home should look like, because they're willing to tolerate all kinds of things in other circumstances, but somehow when it comes to their home. So that's a very long winded way of saying, I think this is a great question.
0: Yeah. I like that one. Okay. Then you're going to love this next one. The next one is outdoor living. Are Mm -hmm. you okay with some outdoor living? And this one is very, I think, important from a causing perspective because it's not only are you willing to get outside of your home to have life outside of your home. And so connect with people, but to me, it's, are you a backyard entertainer or a front yard entertainer? Because a lot of people, a lot of people won't get out of their homes at all. They'll only ever be indoors and entertained indoors. And then some people are kind of backyard entertainers. Like they'll have something going on in the backyard, but very few people are kind of open to, mm. I'm going to sit on my front porch and see who comes by and see what happens. True. That to True. me is the housing cohort, the people yeah. who sit on yeah. the porch.
1: Yeah. And to me, actually, of course, the Houston layer on that is, are you willing to sit outside in the heat <laughs> or are you <laughs> an here. AC only? Because I do have friends here that once it gets to be a certain temperature, they will not do anything outdoors Outdoors, because yeah. it's a bad hair day. You know, the weatherman in Houston has a hair report every day. I don't know if you watch the, the nighttime TV, but every night he has a hair report, you know, and it's bad. I just have to say it's bad. So, you know, if you are a, a beautiful person who takes a lot of pride in your hair, uh, do's and, or you just are like, you know, don't like hot and sweaty and you get yeah. mosquitoes all go to you. It's a big thing. You know, some people just See, don't That's do the
0: nice thing is you can have outdoor life, but it's in the common house. It's almost yes. like now you've got this bonus outdoor life. You know, I think about people who like go to the mall cause it's hot and they go and walk there. Like yeah. common it's house outdoor is life, our life, if you will. Yeah. It's our outdoor life, but with yeah. These- Nobody. But even
1: the but even these people who were very sensitive about all of that pre-COVID, we I really was very impressed with how people were. The people who really had the desire for connection, they were the ones who showed up at all these outdoor events in the middle of the day, even if it was hundred degrees, et cetera. Right. They were just willing to do that. And I I I think they're co-housers. So look around <laughs> at who showed up at your COVID event. So then
0: next time, next time we need to find someone who's interested in living our community, and I need to just drive through Houston yeah. on a 112th day. And anyone who's yeah. outside, we're gonna be like, Yeah, yeah. Hey, go man. to the go to
1: the festivals in July and August yeah. and see yeah. and hand out flyers because these yep. are our
0: people. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, community management is number eight. Um, are you somebody who likes to contribute to, you know, the group's got a problem to figure out a solution? Are you a go-it-alone kind of person, or are you willing to work with other people? Do you value working with other people, I guess, would be the, the way of thinking about that. What do you think? Is that a valuable one? I think it's really valuable.
1: And to me, there almost needs to be a little bit more of a layer painted on this, because I would say that... Today's work environment in a large corporation is very much about teamwork. There's a lot of teamwork that goes on and people are used to collaborating and working together on teams and even virtually and across the globe and all of that. But the one thing that um, if you don't, if you're not involved in any other organizations that really do a lot of work, the thing that you will be surprised by is uh, when you're not working in a homogeneous culture. So Mm -hmm. when people come into a co-housing environment, everybody has different ways of doing things, kind of like how they manage solving problems, how they come to an agreement on something. You've got people in our group all the way from who've been very much in academia, their career or self-employed all the way to the big corporate background experience. And so meshing all of that is a completely different layer of teamwork or community management and so I think this one needs to have kind of a little bit more kind of description around it because it's, sure, I'm great on teamwork, but then throw me in a team where everybody does everything different from anything yeah. I've ever
0: done before. I'm like, no, wait a minute. So it, it's it's layered, you know, it's yeah. more complicated. Yeah, it is more complicated. I see that. The ninth one is, do you have strong values for sustainable living? Mm-hmm. Do you have to have strong values for sustainable living to live in causing? I don't know. You do in our group, but I don't know if you do in every group necessarily. Yeah, I think by
1: definition, the lifestyle
0: yeah, is more pushes of... you
1: in that direction.
0: Yeah. You know, this, well, this definitely also- Definitely the square footage does, right? I mean, just yeah, by, I mean, definition, yeah, by
1: definition, by, by putting mm-hmm. your foot in this pool, even though you might not have thought of it that way, you are actually, you're actually taking action. Yeah. You know, you're not just talking about it and sitting in your big 5,000 square foot home.
0: Yeah. Well, and the other, if I take sustainable to a different definition, also not just an environmental definition, but also can a community survive? You know, does a community, can it hold true to its values over time? That by definition, joining an intentional community like Mm. co Housing is somebody interesting that okay sorry
1: check check on that one well you okay. know i did just have to one tell one tiny story because we're near the end and i think we have space is yeah. that you know people have we do have a lot of people in our group who who do have a faith practice you know and belong okay. to this faith community or that so one of our members who's been around for a while she called me before she joined and she said i'm a little bit worried about all these people involved in you know different you know, churches or something like i am not i'm i'm an atheist and I don't want to be uh, evangelized. And I said, oh, and nobody, nobody's going to do that to you here. And then I thought, oh, wait, wait a minute. There is one exception. And that is the guy who is the director of the Green Resource Center. He is going to be evangelizing you. And you better not throw your tin can in the regular <laughs> trash. Or I'm telling you, it is going to come down hard on you. So um, there that are is
0: very true. I do <laughs> see him knocking on doors like is yes. this your blueberry container. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna
1: be counseled about your composting if you yeah. don't get so anyway. But I
0: hope I love that. I that yeah. is well crazy. we like
1: it now. Let's talk in two years after you've been had your wrists wrapped.
0: After there. I've had to dig through my compost to find the <laughs> thing that I erroneously threw in there. Yes, yeah, it's true. Okay, okay. what's our last Actually, one? Actually, you know, we don't even need to add one at the end here because the last one is perfectly suited to you and your Downsizing dilemma. Yeah. Dilemma. I don't think it's a dilemma. I mean, it's more just like a downsizing um deadline. (laughs) Okay. Are you willing? Do you do you even want to? Actually, it's this is how it's phrased. Do you even want to um consume less stuff? Which I know that you do. I mean, in all fairness, this is not a fair conversation to Lynn because she is not this like profligate. Don't worry, I'm not sensitive. (laughs) Okay, yeah. But to characterize it more fairly is, are you willing to live mm. without, you know, some of the things that you have today, are you willing to live without them to live out other values? Yeah. So, yeah, I
1: mean, just, just a green 10 to... out of 10 Kohauser yeah. Lynn or nine out of no, 10. Kohauser? No, I mean, this is all good. I mean, clearly, yeah. I mean, we're in up to our eyeballs, you know? Yeah. Our, no- our nostrils are not even above the water anymore. So we're in,
0: you know, it is hard though, this last one, cause I think about, I was looking around our uh, garage and looking at our bikes and trying to figure out, you know, like what, wh- mm. how, where are things going to go and what space do you know, requirements do I have and what do I need? And it it is difficult to envision the things that are ephemeral and great about co-housing when I'm standing in front of the physical items that I actually really do use and really do need, but may not have room for. So, right. right. It's hard. And I mean, there's a lot of things that
1: we use just because they're there. And if I didn't have them there, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would work it out somehow. And so that's a whole nother talk because I have had a very enlightening week with my downsizing consultants.
0: So I do have something. You are up. ready. Let's talk about I it. Did. Yeah. Okay. Well, well thanks, thanks Kelly. Allison, that was the yeah. quiz is causing right for you. If you want to take it, go ahead and just yeah. Google is causing right for you and you'll find a whole bunch of them. Yeah. It's
1: fun. And if you're really inspired, just call us. We still got room. So yeah. if you if you get a 10 out of 10 or an eight out of 10 or or just want to talk about it, just give us a call. So thanks. And uh, thanks again for the inspiring topic of conversation, Kelly. Appreciate
0: it. Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter under Co-housing Houston.